Welcome to Where To Next, a podcast for the driven woman who's been there, done that, and wants to be intentional about what's next. Each week, I'll teach you how to get where you want to go next while focusing on what's working and what's lighting you up. You'll learn to connect and leverage your intuition, acknowledge doubt when it pops up, and have the skills and confidence to keep going. You'll create your next steps with new mindset tools and crystallized wisdom, all while doing life your way and not someone else's, and realizing it's way easier than you ever imagined. Because, my love, living life this way, your way, means the best is yet to come. You are made for this. Thanks so much for being here. Let's dive in. As we start episode 11, today I'm going to give you context with a story. When my kids were three, they are 13 now, Christmas morning was beautiful for about five minutes and then it quickly became a disaster. And the reason being, the kids came out of their room in their cute little footy pajamas and they ran down and they saw the tree and they gave the dog a roll around because that's what they used to do. And they started opening presents and we tried our best to pace the opening of the presents. But as you can imagine, three-year-olds are pretty excited for Christmas morning because it was really the first time that they were into it, understood kind of what was happening. And within probably 20 to 30 minutes, they had an absolute complete meltdown. And my husband and I looked at each other and we said, okay, this is not going the way that we had imagined it would go. And thus began the beginning of what I'm going to be talking to you about today. And that is reflection or assessment, if you will. How often are you taking stock or assessing what happens in your daily, weekly, monthly life or on vacation or at the end of a holiday season? I know we do this in our work lives all the time, particularly if you're in corporate, you are going through frameworks where you're looking at, okay, this project, this is what worked, this is what didn't work, and we're going to make these changes going forward. And I want to offer this up to you. If it's good enough for corporate, why are we not doing it in our own lives? And I have a whole bunch of theories on that, and I'll get to that. But today, what I want to talk to you about is this three-minute process. It could be more if you wanted it to. It could be less, but I'm pretty sure you can give yourself three minutes to reflect or assess on any given situation. Why do we do this? I mean, quite simply, we need to have an understanding of what happened in the scope of a project. Anytime you're embarking on any, whether it's a project or a vacation, a home improvement project, it could just be an event, a small event, like maybe you're having a dinner party. There are going to be moments that hit high and there are going to be moments that maybe didn't. And you're going to want to know how to work through those and what to adjust for next time. Because most of what we do in our daily lives or over the course of time is pretty much the same. I would imagine when you go on a trip, you're not going to the same places all the time, but you pack mostly the same things. Obviously, if you're going skiing, you've got different things than if you're going to the beach or you're going hiking, but basically the same thing. If you like to entertain, you're doing, again, basically the same thing. And the rhythm of our life is pretty consistent. So when you can kind of hone in on this assessment process and see what's working in one area, you can very quickly adapt it and apply it to the other areas of your life. Also, 
there are always going to be choke points or sticky moments or parts of any process that just flop or don't go as well as we expected or maybe they come up they arise without us knowing and we have to sort of work through it on the fly well this assessment process will teach you how to not only get better at navigating those tricky moments but dealing with them so the next time they happen you can plan ahead this is very quick like i said three questions that you can ask yourself at any moment in time at the end of a day at the end of a week at the end of a month i do this actually on a weekly and monthly basis not so much on a daily basis anymore but i always do it after events i have a big christmas eve dinner that is sort of my my one of my big things i love to do over the course of a year and it is a super special night for me and our friends and our family and at the end of the Christmas season, I spend a little bit of time and I reflect, okay, what went well over those past six weeks? This, that's the first question. What went well? What worked? WW. What didn't work? What, what was a flop? What, what got missed? And what can I do differently next time? So let's dive deeper into each of these questions. The reason why we start with what worked first is for a very simple reason. It calms our brains down. It gives our brain a settling point. It says, okay, we're going to anchor into what works because guaranteed, if you're assessing whatever situation you're assessing, you've got a bunch of things that quickly come to mind that didn't work. But when you can focus on what works first, it sets the stage. You become more objective. You slow down. You teach your brain that way more is working than you actually realize. You're able to be objective. When you focus on what doesn't work, it's very subjective, right? You might say it was a disaster. Somebody else might say, oh my gosh, that was just a hiccup. But the successes are fairly objective. And then I want you to celebrate those successes because they matter. We, we go through life and our brain, as we know, I talk a lot about how our brain functions here. It is designed to find the negative because when your brain is searching for the negative, it believes that is what's going to keep you safe. So no, we're not going to do that. That's dangerous. Sends up a signal and then you don't do it. But for most of us in our daily lives, we're not in imminent danger. So we start with what's working, the WW. And then we move on to what didn't work. So now you've come out of this phase of your brain being calm, and then you can more objectively go into what didn't work. You're probably gonna have a few things that didn't work for any given situation. In this particular case, if I go back to that Christmas morning when my children were three, what didn't work? Well, the way we opened presents, that was definitely we needed, to, we needed to figure that part out. And when you can hone in sort of on one area, you can maybe look at other areas. What in that moment specifically didn't work? Maybe didn't want to put them all out at one time or we wanted to, however, you kind of know where I'm, I'm going. I want you also, when we're talking about the what didn't work, I want you to focus on the facts. Your brain loves to spin stories and creates drama. I mean, so much drama, llama, mama up there. This is where you are going to need to catch yourself and stick to exactly what happened. Children open gifts. 
they started crying. Okay, you could go in. Yes, I did just exacerbate and say it was a meltdown and it was a disaster. Was it really? No. But at that moment in time, see, when we spin in our story, we create a whole bunch of drama. So stick to the facts. Also, when we're going through this what doesn't work process, at the end of it, the whole reason why we do this is because you're wanting to minimize your stress going forward. If you don't know what works now, well, then you can go problem solve for the future. Ultimately, it's going to save you time. It's going to save you energy. It's going to save you resources, whatever that is. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's actually hard materials. And it creates a whole bunch of ease and comfort and empowerment that, wow, we know this situation might come up and we're going to plan for it. Now, what are we going to do differently? This is where you get to be a little creative. And to be honest, you do not need to be the most creative person on the planet. A lot of times the situation will present itself. And as you're going through what worked, what didn't work, and what can I do differently? The answer is going to be so super obvious. You list all the things. You list all of the possibilities. This is where it can be helpful if you want to do this process with a partner, with your significant other. I've looped my kids in on situations like this before. Certainly, when you're in a professional setting, the whole team is involved in this sort of debrief process. And then there is going to be a part where if other people were involved in the situation, you will want to say, well, this person didn't do this, this person didn't do that. That may or may not be the case. But when we're looking at what can you do differently, a huge part of this is owning what you can do the things that you have control over. Now, we never have control over other people and how they show up and what they do, think, say. But we can absolutely influence our part of this. So yes, are there going to be moments where people don't pull their weight? Absolutely. But that's a different conversation. For the purpose of this, what can you do differently? What can you do differently? What can you outsource? What can you delegate? What can you give up entirely? Is there a new tool that you need or a new skill set? Or is there someone you can collaborate with? Those are the questions that I want you to be thinking of when you think about doing things differently. As an aside, what did we do Christmases going forward? Christmases going forward, we controlled the flow and the opening of presents. We slowed that down. We made them wait. I think we put a few less under the tree and we sort of um, titrated them throughout the day or the week because they didn't really know, right? Their sense of time when they were three kind of prolonged the joy. We definitely continue to do that for their birthdays because for a couple of years with twins, they had joint birthdays. And instead of letting them open all of their presents at once, we would keep some in closets and we'd give them one every sort of couple of days. So they really got to be familiar with that toy. So they got to play with it. So they became aware and they understood, oh, this person gave me that versus just kind of imploding or making their brains explode all at once. So that was the one thing that we did differently. And we learned from it. Now, a lot of times when I have this conversation with people, they'll say, oh, yeah, no, I never do that. I never assess. I never reflect. And nine times out of 10, the question I get back or the answer I get back when I ask the question is because it takes too long. 
And I want to say, it could take you three minutes. It could take you 90 seconds. It doesn't need to take you two hours. It doesn't need to be a giant planning session. We're smart. We're intelligent. You're going to go down the list pretty quickly of what worked, what was a high point, what didn't work, and what can you do differently. So what I say to that is it doesn't take too long, but what does take too long is expensive mistakes, needing to redo something, needing to recreate something, needing to clean up a mess that potentially could have been avoided by putting a little forethought into it. Some people say, oh, it's just not important. And I want to say, really? It is important. Maybe it's just not familiar or it's not a comfortable process for you because it hasn't been done before. But I would argue it's super important because like I said, most of what we do in our lives is on repeat. So you're going to do this again. So how can you avoid the same sort of stickiness or the same sort of trouble? Other times somebody will say, well, we just, I think I'm going to do it differently next time, (laughs) which is my favorite part. Really, what are you going to do differently? Oh, I don't know. I'll remember next time. And that's where I call a polite BS because I've said that to myself before. Oh, right. I will remember this next time. And I don't. But when I write it down, I absolutely remember it because then I go back to that file and they're digital files that I keep. I put all of my sort of... um, for Christmas every year. I have a whole sort of Christmas note in my phone and I keep a list of the gifts I buy for people, the things I give to people. I keep a list of the menu that I cook on Christmas Eve. If there are adjustments or modifications to my Christmas card list, because throughout the year, somebody definitely moves. I note that in my Christmas, I already have Christmas 2023 coming and it's an active folder or an active file. And when people move throughout the year, I say, okay, this person moved. I need to update their address in my card, you know, my card file. When I have gift ideas throughout the year, I pop them in Christmas. So it's sort of a live ongoing file. And then what I do from the previous year, I pull up that file and I make notes. I needed two extra hostess gifts or I didn't need whatever it was. This year I realized I order, I have dish rentals that I use on Christmas Eve because I have a bunch of people and I don't want to be doing dishes on Christmas Eve. And I realized I didn't need as many water glasses. So little things like that. But that all that's to say, you won't remember next year because our brains are just quite frankly overloaded. And the other thing that comes up for this when people say they don't reflect is a lot of times, and this is kind of sneaky, there's stigma or a belief that if we're doing this process, that there's some sort of failure that we're just not good enough or we're not perfect or we didn't stick the landing, so to speak. And again, I want to call polite BS on that. Life is dynamic. We are humans. We are constantly experimenting. And in fact, everything we're doing on a daily basis is one giant experiment. And when you are looking at something you've done or your group has done or you've done for work, there is no shame in failing. And there's, there's so many people out there who talk about failing fast, fail often, fail forward. Every time you fail, you're one step closer to success. Whatever you want to believe, and I believe and subscribe to all of them, there's no failure in looking at what worked, what didn't work, and what you can do better. 
It's just information. It's just data. If you want to make it mean you're failing, then that is your choice. But I choose to look through it a lens of I am learning, I am experimenting, I am trying to do my best, I am being a human on this planet. Carol Dweck, many of you may be familiar with her work. She's a researcher from Stanford, D-W-E-C-K. And she talks all about having a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And the fix being, this is what years ago, we believed that the brain was pretty finite and we couldn't grow and learn and, and take on new, you know, qualities and characteristics. And that's just not true. What she has found is that amongst other researchers is that the brain is incredibly plastic and we can expand and gain new knowledge and constantly be growing. So I leave you with that because if you believe that I can change and I can grow from this, this is an experiment, this will be fun. This is a process. And lastly, your morality, your worth, your goodness on this planet does not depend on how well you perform any job. Doesn't matter how well your Christmas morning goes. It doesn't matter how your contributions at work go. What does matter is that you are trying, you show up doing the best you possibly can, and you are willing to always learn and expand and grow. Thanks so much for listening. If this was helpful, text this episode to your friend. And reviews are always appreciated. I know you know that. You can find me on Instagram at Stacey Vulak, S-T-A-C-E-Y-V-U-L-A-K-H, or email me directly. That's the best place to find me. Hello at StaceyV.com. Definitely grab the link for my weekly note in the show notes below. And remember, until next time, you're in charge. Where are you going next?